This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 134 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, the third annual Horse Husbands episode. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our title sponsor is Omega Alpha. You can find them at omegaalpha.ca. This episode is also sponsored by Equestrian Collections. Visit them at equestriancollections.com. Plus, Uncle Jimmy's for the finest horse treats around at uncle-jimmy's.com. This is Glenn the Geek, and you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. No Helena today. We have left the girls out of this episode. This is our most popular episode that we do every year on the Horse Radio Network. It gets the most listens in the tens of thousands, and it is our annual Horse Husbands episode. And I have two great Horse Husbands on here with me today. But I thought before I introduced them, there was a little bit of sound, a little sound file that I wanted to play that I think just describes our lives as horse husbands. It's one of the most famous race calls in America. Here come my wife knows everything, and the wife doesn't know on the far outside. Little Miss Macho is fourth or into the stretch. Lady Mutata, my wife knows everything. Center of the track, the wife doesn't know. Into the final furlong, my wife knows everything. The wife doesn't know. They're one, two. Of course they are. My wife knows everything in front. To the outside, the wife doesn't know. My wife knows everything. The wife doesn't know. My wife knows everything. More than the wife doesn't know. Well, there you go. The wife knows everything wins the race, of course. Uh, and it, isn't that the way it always is? So we 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 have fun doing this show every year. Uh, it's our chance. By the way, I wanted to tell the guys before I introduce them, there is a cone of safety around today's show. So whatever you say, uh, we cannot be held responsible for. Um, and I'm sure that your wives won't be listening to this. So so that won't be a problem at all. I know that Rick's wife especially never listens to any of our shows. Oh, so, never. Never. <laughs> So so we're safe here. We can say whatever we want and get away with it during this particular hour. After this hour, you're back on your own, guys. No cone of safety. You're pretty much just screwed. So here is who is on the show today with me. We have returning from last year, Rick Bergeron, a good friend of mine, a horse husband to trainer and coach of the Right Lead Equestrian Center in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And the person that runs that's name is Michelle. That's his wife. And, uh, you know, we are good friends with Rick and Michelle. They spent a week with us during the World Equestrian Games last year. So I know Michelle very well, and I, I think I'm going to know the answer to some of the questions that you're going you're gonna to answer here before you even answer them, knowing Michelle a little bit here. Welcome back, Rick. Well, thank you, Glenn. I'm excited to be back again this year. I always look forward to uh, either listening to or participating in this, and it's not very often that I actually get a... Uh, a little cone of safety to uh, to be out of trouble with the wife. So I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> well, you know, one of the problems that listeners have with shows like this where you get so many people on is they can't tell us apart. This year, it's going to be very easy. I am the one with the weird Northeastern accent. Rick is the one with the Southern Cajun accent. And then we have Menno. And this is the first time, Menno, that we have had a horse husband on in the three years from out of the United States. And I'm very excited about 
that. You know, if I'm considered America's horse husband, then our, then our other guest would be considered Europe's horse husband. All the way from the Netherlands, Menno Kalman, author of the book, Women Are From Venus and So Are Their Horses. And Menno, I just have to read the dedication of the book because it says it all about us. For my <laughs> wife to whom I pledged myself through sickness, health, and horses. I, I, think, I think that just says it all. Hi, Menno, and welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, Glenn. Yes, well, I'm very, very glad to be on the show. And uh, like you said, I'm from Holland. Um, so I, we, we don't have much opportunity to listen to the show. Most of the time, I think we are sleeping because of the time difference. But nevertheless, I think that we will... Uh, Wake up sometimes and uh, and listen some more often. Anyway, I'm really excited to to be here. Well, you wrote this book, and you know it's it's fairly well known. And I know Rick, you said before we started recording that you were checking it out on Amazon, and you were going to be ordering your uh, copy of it here soon, right? Yes, it is actually. Uh, from from what I've read, just the few pages that are provided on Amazon, it uh, <laughs> it definitely hits home. And I'm sure uh, I chuckled quite a bit at what Menno had written on the few pages I was able to see. And uh, I can't wait to get the book in and read the rest of it because uh, obviously uh, Menno has uh, gone a mile into our shoes as well as a horse husband, too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and Menno sort of, you know, I read the book, and the one thing that wasn't really clear in the book, and, and I may have missed it, but I read the book, and then I got to thinking, and I looked back through the book, I could not find your wife's name anywhere in the book. Yeah, well, that is um, a very good point. <laughs> um, the, the, the thing is that my wife is uh, still active in dressage, and uh, she's also uh, a judge, and she didn't think it was a very good idea to, uh, to, uh, to have her name or any way to have our name. So in Holland, um, I wrote this book uh, under, um, in, in, uh, in uh, anonymous, you know, in, in uh, pseudonym, what do you call it? Oh, anonymously, um, yeah, that's right. Yes. An- anonymously, yeah. I used, I used, yeah, I used another name. I, uh, the name that I used is something like... Uh, uh, MK, which is mental common, but so the only the initials MK and then husband of, so <laughs> so the name is husband of, and but then of course in Dutch, and um, this is um, for my wife. That was the only condition that my wife said it's okay because, you know, you you, my, my wife had to to uh, to take this all of course, and she she really was very sportive on everything that I wrote about her but uh, she said the only condition is that no uh, that she wanted to to have our our names a little secret because then otherwise when she's in the uh, going into the arena and everybody uh, starts oh there's this terrible wife who is uh, doing this and that to her man so so and um, but i am having the other problem that uh, i like to write and you know i have another job but i of course i would like to be a writer and now I'm selling incredibly lots of books in Holland. So I am very famous in Holland, but nobody knows it because <laughs> I don't use my name. <laughs> that is a, a really a big pity. So uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> no, but as, long, I have as to... long as you're able to cash the checks, I think things yeah, that's be good. okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly what my wife, you know how, how tricky she is. She says, I said... Because people are, te- are asking her, do you don't mind men writing all these terrible things about uh, about you? And then she says, well, as long as they know our bank account. And she's 
in, in the end, the, the, the person spending all that money exactly. That is one of the pitfalls of being a horse husband, obviously. Um, exactly. <laughs> well, Mena, we'll just refer, to keep it that way, we'll refer to her as, as your wife throughout this whole thing, and we won't use her first name. No, but in, in, in the other countries, we use our own names. So her, her name is uh, Margriet. Uh, Margaret. Margaret, okay. Marguerite. So, in, because in in, uh, in the English uh, version, I, I use my own name, you know, and it's also translated to German, and also there we use our real names. Okay. Only in Holland, only in Holland, we are a little uncovered. And you're you're in, you're you're in what part of the Netherlands now? You you're where? Um. Well, you know. Holland is so small that <laughs> I'm I'm in Holland then. Oh, you're in Holland. Okay. I'm I'm in the middle, completely in the middle, and I live in the uh, I live on the on the country in the countryside, and we came from from a village. When I met my wife, we, we were living in a village, and then, well, you know how it goes. We married, and she didn't mention that horse thing so much. And then the moment we got married, she said, "Oh yeah, there's one thing I have to tell you. <laughs> I really must have a horse, otherwise." <laughs> so we had to move to another part of the country where we could have horses and so on. So. So you definitely married into this. You were not a horse person before this. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. And, and Rick, uh, were you a horse person before you, you married into this? Well, I could, I could point, the, point to the southbound end of a northbound horse, and that was probably about as much as I knew about him when I got <laughs> married. Uh, <laughs> kind of like Minnow talked about in the book, you know, the first, first several years and the, the engineering mind that I have, you're trying to make sense of the foreign language uh, and it, it definitely is a totally different vocabulary. Uh, but no, no, I had, I had not ridden a horse. I think I might have touched one on a trail ride in Tennessee one time in the Smoky Mountains. But beyond that, uh, no, I was a horse virgin when I got married. And you grew up, you were down in Louisiana, so you're a Cajun country, right? Oh, uh, man, yeah. Yeah, you probably spent more time with alligators than horses at, at that point. Well, at least eating them anyway. <laughs> Well, now, alligators. Let, alligators. <laughs> now, Meadow, you said uh, you said that uh, you know she did. Did she have a horse when you when you got married, or did that come after? No, that came after. We, I was, I was working very hard by the time, and she also had a job. And but she started to talk about horses more and more and more. And uh, I, I would think, you know, everybody has hobbies, and so I was thinking, well. What is, what is going on? I thought I had the, the, the incredible stupid idea. I thought that if we would buy a horse, then she would stop talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, would, that would be the end of it. So yeah, you were naive. Wrong. But we were living in, the, in, in a city then. So we, we had that horse uh, in another place, you know, in, in Right. Riding school, what do you call it? So, um, and that was really a nightmare because we came home from work and then have dinner very quickly and then run off to that place. So, next now, step. Now, hey, you have your own, you have your own farm now, right? Because that's what I read yes. in the book. Yeah, and and Rick does too. He has his own place down there in Louisiana as well. I'm the only one in this call right now that actually doesn't have their own place. But believe me, I have owned. We we had a you know we had the hundred acre farm with uh, 25 horses for a, and boarding stable for a lot of years. So, 
so I know the story. It's just right now I'm kind of enjoying, guys. I got to be honest with you. I'm kind of enjoying not having our own farm right now. There's a well. That's what I was about to say. What do you do with all the time you have now? Oh, it's so nice. <laughs> it is nice. I don't have to go to the barn to see the horse unless I want to go to the barn and see the horse. That is kind of nice. I got to tell you. And, but you know, Menno, you missed out on something that I think Rick and I probably went through. Is we, our our women were into horses when we got together, and I know Michelle was too, right, Rick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she was actually. Uh, Michelle and I met in college at Northwestern State University in Natchitoches, uh, Louisiana Scholars College, and at the time um, she was actually uh, they had a barn um, at school, and she was down there, uh, not necessarily teaching, but she was actually riding and and into a lot of the horse activities there. Um, and actually started an intercollegiate team, uh, which the colleges have an opportunity to compete against each other. And so I knew she rode, and I'd been down to the barn once or twice, and okay, the horses are, are nice, you know, but there's flies, and there's manure, and there's all the stuff associated with it. And I guess I kind of thought of it as a hobby at the time and didn't realize, you know, as we know now, that it, it is a definitely a way of life. Uh, yeah. And it really didn't hit too much full force until after we had graduated and and uh, she had moved down here and we had gotten married and, you know, she was still looking at barns and had started teaching at that time. And lo and behold, the first horse came and then pretty much it was full tilt after that. Did you ever get the don't ever say it's me or the horse lecture? <laughs> <laughs> like more than once you talking about <laughs> yeah, but, but I have to I have to to correct that um because I my wife Mag, Margrit, Margrit Margrit was uh, into horses uh, she started riding when she was 7 or so and uh, she was riding her whole life but she'd never had a horse but always on on barns you know and uh, and so when I met her I just like what you just said, I thought it was just a hobby of her. And I also had a hobby. You know, I play squash and I play music. So I thought, hey, it's good. Everybody has hobbies. And exactly after then, then after a while, you find out that this is nothing like a hobby. It's a way of life, even more than a way of life. So I married her and I said, well, it's good to have a hobby. She has a hobby. I have a hobby. And now look at me now, you know, I am. You have no hobby hobby. and she has her hobby. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And I am, I am at this moment, at this very moment, she is with a friend to, uh, to a clinic, you know, uh, some kind of clinic uh, for a guy from Belgium showing new uh, um, natural riding dressage. And I'm here all alone and doing stables and feeding and (laughs) stuff. Yes, I'm, Boy, I'm it, busy all day. It doesn't matter what country you're in. When you're married to a horsewoman, you're married to a horsewoman. The the rules are all the same. It doesn't matter what country. Oh, no. It is. Your, her hobby is now your hobby, and you have no hobbies. And that's because you don't have enough money to have a hobby because all the money's going for her hobby. <laughs> yes, exactly. But in the end, you know, first of all, I, I thought, well, this is good, and I— when when I bought this horse, this first horse, I said, okay, this is the deal. I buy you a horse, but I don't want to have nothing, anything to do with it. It's your <laughs> horse, and I have my life, and I buy it. I have a little money separate. That is for, for the horse. We buy that, and yeah, okay, 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 that's the deal. <laughs> oh, but so, and it turned out to be a little different. Yeah. yeah buying the horse is the cheap part. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Everything that comes after. That's true. Okay, you yeah. have to buy the horse, and so now you've got the horse. Well, now it needs shoes, and it needs special feed, 
and you know it needs to have this halter. And, oh, by the way, we need more than one color halter. We have to have a regular halter and a show halter, and then we need a working bridle and a show bridle. And, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to go into eventing, so I actually need dressage saddles and jumping saddles and <laughs> more than one of each, and then you don't want to use your show saddles to train in. So, uh, yeah, and then you need the trailer, and you're going to have the truck to pull the trailer. And then you, It is a very capital-intensive thing to be involved in. And the only thing we really care about and really were excited about in that whole entire scenario was we got to pick out the truck to pull it with. <laughs> that was that was the thing we were most excited about as horse husbands. We got to pick out a really cool big truck. Well, this is this is really surprising to me what you're telling me now. Are you allowed to pull the the trailer when the horse is inside? Yes, actually we they I'm, taught, I'm but, not. but it was after a lot of training. We go through a I'm lot not. of training. <laughs> I'm well, not. You're training not of the horse and training of the person. Yes, yes. <laughs> I yeah, no, I you know we go we drive into to to vacation. I drive 15 hours nonstop. She never takes the the steering wheel for a second. I'm driving, but if we go anywhere with the horse, she's driving. Oh, you know, yeah, and then yeah, no, in the well, beginning in the beginning she gave in the beginning, she let me drive, and then at every curve, she started to cry. Oh, be careful. Oh, this is such a pity for oh, the horse. True. Oh, and let's stop and let's look if he fell, and you know, and I'm driving half the speed that she does. But <laughs> no, I, I gave that up. And that is easier for when you, when you have to wait very long, and when you're in the beer stand, then it's for me okay when she's driving back. Yeah, now, wait, 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 wait. Hold up. i, I got to ask this question because I noticed reading in your book, Mano, you had mentioned about beer stands. How do I get beer stands at my horse shows? Yeah, we don't, have, we don't have those at our horse shows. <laughs> that would make life go so much easier. <laughs> that, that, is a good, that is a good point. Well, we have, I don't know, I don't know how, is, how that is organized over there, but we have here two types of, of, uh, of competition. One is... Uh, national organized by the the really the big shows, but you have this really local uh, competition that is more like uh, like uh, on on a farmer's field somewhere, and this is like uh, more like a carnival organized. You know, it's it's with all kind of fun and all, all kind of little stands and little shops buying uh, where you can buy bridles and competition bridles and uh, bling bling bridles and brown bridles. And so on and so forth. So, and you can also buy beer out there. So that's that's my favorite, indeed. Yeah, I bet it is. Well, well, guys, I have some questions for you. I want to get to, and we're going to do that right after our first commercial by our title sponsor today, Omega Alpha. Omega Alpha is one of those companies that we spend money on because they provide the supplements that that our wives' horses need. Omega Alpha Pharmaceuticals creates only natural health products. Their scientists, guided by Dr. Gordon Chang, formulate a wide variety of mainly herbal health products to address many equine health problems. And I have on the line here Kyle Carter, who is an international eventer and well-known throughout the eventing world, who uses Omega Alpha products. Kyle, I understand that you started using uh, Omega Alpha about a year ago. Yeah, I've, I've been using it for about a year and have noticed a remarkable difference in the horses that have been on it. And then um, if, they've, if they've come off of it, the horse's health always has been better on it. Um, it's one of the few supplement companies that I wholeheartedly believe in. 
Well, thank you, Kyle. You know, Omega Alpha brings consumers the perfect marriage of nature and science. Look for all of their products at retailers nationwide or visit their website at omegaalpha.ca. That's omegaalpha.ca. Okay, we're back, and I am here uh, with Menno Coleman, who wrote the book Women Are From Venus and So Are Their Horses, and also Rick Bergeron, whose wife runs the Right Lead Equestrian Center, and of course I'm Glenn the Geek, and uh, America's horse husband, and I, I think people know a lot about me, so I'm going to be asking you guys questions here. I thought well, we'd start off with a positive question first. What is the most, and I think I know Menno's answer to this already, because it's in his book, and we'll see if he comes out with the one I think. What is the most special moment for you when you're in the barn with your wife when we got to live here and you know my the street where i'm living is the is is a dead-end street and it ends in the forest and so after a while i decided hey i'm living here i'm having stables i'm having horses so i must ride as well so that is what we uh Besides, so I got a few lessons from my wife, and what I like most is to go riding, trail riding out here, and together with my wife, and that is that is really very pleasant. Now, you said something that didn't work for me when I tried it. Lessons with my wife, that yeah, didn't no, work. That, that didn't work for us. How did that work for you? <clears throat> taking lessons no, from this, your wife. It, until the day of today, it doesn't work. Yes. I, yes. You know, I go, I go out. The, the thing is, I always ride on a horse that is actually one of her dressage horses. Oh, no. So then, That's a yeah, first mistake. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but we don't have other horses. So she lets me on one of them. And then, you know, oh, this is a, a shame and this is bad for him. So then I have to learn some things. So uh, that that I don't uh, do very yeah. that I don't make very big mistakes. You're, but anyway, you're doomed. Went, Everything you do, Menno, is <clears throat> going to be wrong when you're riding one of her dressage horses. You're just messing it up. I am. I <laughs> am. So, uh, and next time, next time when she's riding it, she the the horse is completely upside down and doesn't uh, react to left or right anymore. It's terrible. I know. But what can I do? Yeah, right. <laughs> and I, I always tell her I don't need lessons because, you know, riding out is very easy. We go very often in a group. And then the, the front man, he shouts, we go to canter. And then everybody, like an explosion, goes to group, to group. And I just, my horse just follows everyone. And, and then we go to trots. And then everybody likes like a, a big clash runs into into the horse in front of him and then everybody stops so finally i get home in one piece and it works fine <laughs> but <laughs> and for me for me it's 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 uh, it's okay and it's enough but for my wife she wants to to learn me things so actually today i was in our own riding arena here and i had to I have a new horse here that my my old horse is retired and I have a new horse here and <clears throat> I have to learn uh, walking and trot and canter to do that. And this animal doesn't want to canter when I'm on it. And then she goes on it and she says, hey, look, it's so easy. I do this and this and this and I'm you get it very easy. And then I go and the, the horse just looks around what do you want from me? Right. <laughs> I just do anything at all. And then, then I say, I don't want to learn that all. You know, if I go out, riding out, you know, trail riding, I don't have all these prob- problems. It just, it, it works for me. Now, Rick, do you ride at all? 
Um, only when I'm forced. Yes, <laughs> that's about. <laughs> no, I, I have paddock boots. I have a helmet. I have, you know, I actually have breeches. Um, I look okay in them, but uh, <laughs> oh, no guy looks good in breeches. I don't care what you say. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I'm just I'm trying to put paint on the uh, lipstick on the pig, but. Um, <laughs> So <laughs> I actually went as far as to buy a horse one time that, that I could ride. But um, you know, I guess I'm the kind of guy, I'm somewhat of a perfectionist, and if, if I don't have the time to devote to doing it correctly, I kind of don't want to do it. Um, kind of like Menno says, if, if you're out and you, you can do a trail ride and just be with a group, um, then that's fine. But riding around in circles for an hour with your wife hollering at you, to put the outside heel down, and you're trying to figure out how in the hell she can see it through the horse, just is, is not my opportunity, or not my definition of a good time. And I'm not much of a rider. Everybody knows from the shows that I actually am a driver. I love to drive carriages, and I love to drive horses. For me, that's more, that's it's got the speed element to it, and you know, I'm not sitting up on top. I'm behind, and I feel safer back there. And it's so funny because my wife won't ride with me because she says it's way too dangerous. So and I'm going, what? <laughs> so, um, but, Meadow, the point I was getting at in the book, and it's one of my favorite times. I think if we're going to do the positive first, and then we'll get to trashing them later. But... Um, one of my favorite times, and you mention it in a chapter called Moments of Peace. And oh, yeah. I'm going to read the first sentence. The sound of the stable full of horses just finishing their meal. There was no more special time for me than the end of the day. It's dark out. You've put all the horses in. It's probably a chilly night, and all the horses are eating. And the only sound left is the horses eating their dinner. Because for me, that meant, well, first of all, it was a peaceful sound. It's very relaxing. And it also meant your freaking day was over. You were done yep. fixing fences. You were done feeding horses. You were done cleaning poop. You were done emptying the manure spreader. You were done all of those things and it was so quiet and peaceful and you went now i can go in the house and eat myself so i the menno i totally agree with that chapter in your book there about the uh the peaceful time yeah but they have sometimes sometimes even after that you they will have surprise for you. that's true <laughs> Thanks yeah you. i've i've had it more often than we are you know that is for us really in summary it's it's nice they're all happy and standing there a very quiet peaceful and then you, we having dinner and we watching television, television, and then I hear, a boom or something like that. And then my wife looks at me, and we look at each other, and then she says, "Menno, go look what happened." You know, and then, <laughs> you gotta get dressed, put your shoes on. <laughs> yeah, and then something, always something happens. In you know, we I have a little pony and. And we have to sometimes just a wheelbarrow that fills, fills, is, is turned around. That's no problem. But they are. We have little paddocks that they can go out out of the stable, you know. And and they have little like like a backyard, back garden, <laughs> and uh, so they can go out by themselves if if they want. They can choose to be in or out. And so that are a lot of, a lot of wooden fences, and they tend to break the fences when they play together. So they have also after after um, when when they should be unstable peacefully, they also break things and wake me up and 
or uh, or break the the water tube, you know. The, yep, yep. And, yep. You know, I can't tell you how many times at night uh, we would. You know, we had pretty secure <clears throat> fences, but I can't tell you how many times at night we would get woken up with a knock on the door at two in the morning that our horses were out running around on the road. And, you know, you'd have to go out and chase them down at two in the morning and then figure out where they broke the fence. And, and, you know, oh, what a, what a mess. What a mess. I have to ask you guys, and I'll start with Rick. um, There are certain chores around the barn that I actually enjoyed. Uh, You know, there are certain things that I actually enjoyed to do around the barn. But what is the one or two that you actually dread the most? Those chores around the barn, around the farm that you actually go, I hate to do that. Hmm. Let's see. Which one? (laughs) (laughs) Um, One would probably be having to clean out from around the wash rack. I mean, we all have wash racks in our facilities that tend to drain somewhere. And that somewhere typically will get clogged up with grass and manure and hair and everything else. And essentially, at some point, you've got to get out there with a shovel and get in the mud and shovel it all out and throw it off to the side and know that it's going to get filled right back up again. Right, yeah. That's yeah. probably yeah. one of the worst ones that's out there because it's smelly, it's <laughs> messy, you know, there's, there's worms all in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about yeah. you, Benno? What's the thing you don't like the most? Um, well, for me, I have one, one ever coming back returning nightmare and that is that my wife uh, calls me when she is riding in the arena we have we have the barn and next to the barn we have uh, our own arena you know to for training and so and then she's riding and then she calls me and then she says something is wrong <laughs> and then I have to look you know then yeah I think and then she says I think he is maybe his left hind leg or I say, really something is wrong and then I have to stand in the middle don't you see it oh you never see something and I can feel it I'm not crazy I'm riding my whole life I feel he is he's limp you know he's limping left and I'm saying I see nothing in there yes he is doing the tump the tump the tump that is not regular so he's and I said no he is doing tump 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 I see his legs going in a good rhythm and then you know that's so that is really and that is really coming back so often that uh, you know horses. horses <laughs> and it's almost like I, it's almost like men. Why do they ask me in the first place? They know I don't know. Yep, exactly. <laughs> All the time I tell her, "Don't ask me." I always say to her, "You know what? I get a video, a video camera, and I will tape it, and you can look at it." Exactly. I don't, I don't see it. You know, and that's kind of it's, it's uh, kind of like the question being asked: Does this make me look fat? Exactly. No matter, no matter what you say, you're wrong. You will be wrong. Just play stupid. <laughs> I have exactly. I have two. I have two that were my least favorite. Um, fixing the fence. No matter what kind of fence you have, it just seems like you spend endless amounts of time fixing the darn fence. And it's like, it doesn't matter whether you have wooden fence or electric fence or whatever you have, the fence is always down somewhere. And if it's not down, you have to walk the fence line to make sure there's no nails that have popped out. It's just fence is just a a nightmare for horse husbands. And then the second one, this is one we, we never could afford really nice new trailers. So we always had older horse trailers. 
and they always had wiring problems. We, I, I can't tell you, fighting with wiring in trailers was one of the banes of my existence. I hated f- fighting with wiring in trailers. Uh, that's one of the worst. That's a one. Yeah. Those were my two least favorite of all those things. Rick, you told me before the show that you were out fixing fences yesterday. Uh, yeah, we have a, a new horse at the farm that uh, actually I think was uh, competed in some three-star events and. The five-foot fence at our facility, um, he decided that he didn't want to be in it anymore and took one of the top rails partially out, at least kind of cracked it. Uh, we've got him under control again, but, yep, I ended up having to replace a rail just yesterday. Yeah, you know, fences, there's three things with fences. They're either not – there's not enough of them, it, you, or they're not in the right place, or they're falling apart. It's it's three things all the time with fences that that they just need moved or you know they're, they're never in the right place or there's just not enough of them and we have to we have to cut this field in half. It's just always something with fences. Um, yeah, and especially electric fences. Yes, yes, because they I I have had an, a very fr- strange experience here that um, that it it was about two years ago in the summer. It was so hot, so just a very long time, very hot, and the the, the ground was so dry that the horses didn't ground you know you have the, the you have to make a, an electrical uh, circuit actually actually to 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 make connection and if the horse is not connected to the ground the fence doesn't work right so i i was it was such an incredible trouble and we had this young horse he was about one and a half and he was every 10 minutes breaking through the electric vents fence and running in the street and running in the village and then i had to call you know help i i called the fence supplier what can i do i don't get you know power on that on that fence and then they said well the problem is that the, the it's like as if the horse is standing on an isolated plate you know and then luckily it started raining and then it was working so it's really it's it's a nightmare and the horses who want to break out through the fence, that's a nightmare. Once they know it, they just and they make they make these these wire of the electric fence so that it breaks when the horse runs runs through, that it doesn't damage the horse. Right, right. So, Safety fence, right. Yeah, and you know, men over there, do you have mostly electric fences, or do they have wooden fences, or a little bit of both? Or no, I have. <clears throat> we have um, everywhere where where it's possible. We have wooden fences for for you know our own uh, place, but. We have the. We always uh, rent um, land from from farmers here, uh, from neighbor farmers, and uh, they have this. Um, <clears throat> what do you call that? That that uh, electric wire with uh, where, where you can you know what uh, with with uh, you know very dangerous horses. Very yeah. Uh, yeah, with the charger there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we have to put electric fence about uh, one one meter. In front of that, that to, to keep the horses away from that. So I'm always, always also making uh, placing electric fences. Yeah, so, well, I, I know that feeling. We had miles of it, and it wasn't yeah. much. It wasn't much fun, that's for sure. Well, let's take another quick break, and when we come back, I have a couple more questions for you. And one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about was secret credit cards and the money that they spend. So we'll be right back after this. Glenn the Geek here. I was involved in equestrian retail for a long time, and I know one of the problems that we always had and always the complaints that we always had was from men saying there's just not enough men's options in clothing and riding boots and 
gloves and jackets and, and pretty much anything is, was always geared, especially in the eventing world, to women's. Well, now you can find a selection. You can find a huge selection of men's items at equestriancollections.com. They have show and casual apparel, riding boots, thermal gear, gloves and jackets. They basically can cover you from head to toe. So if you're a guy out there and have always had that problem where you can't find products you want, check out equestriancollections.com. They have a ton of different brands. They have a ton of different styles. You're going to like what you find at equestriancollections.com. Well, we're back, and I'm here with Menno and Rick, and we're talking about what it's like to be horse husbands in the third annual horse husband edition of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. And, you know, I wanted to ask you guys two things horse women are not known for is housekeeping or cooking. Uh, as a general rule, they're not good housekeepers and they're not good cooks. They will make excellent mash and bran and things for the horses. They will keep the barn spotless. Boy, but when it comes to the house, they don't care. And, you know, I realize that's a generalization, but it's a, it's a pretty true generalization from the hundreds of horsewomen I've seen. So <laughs> how are your, uh, Michelle, how is Michelle? Does she care about the house or is it all about the barn? Uh, it's all about the barn. Uh, you know, you're a horse husband when she uses her $50,000 BMW as a barn vehicle. Yes. It puts hay in the trunk that you never get out. Of course. You know, we buy this big truck to pull the trailer and she gets to drive the sports car and, you know, the truck gets to go back and forth to me with work every day. And the BMW is hauling feed and hauling hay and hauling saddles and hauling everything associated with the farm. Uh, And you do what you got to do, but, uh, uh, I don't know the last time she's washed it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, once you get hay stuck in the carpet in the car, it never comes out. Oh, no. No, it, it takes a pair of tweezers to get it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Been there, done that. <laughs> How about you, Menno? Is, is she, uh, does she care about the house, or is it all about the barn? Well, to... to um... To avoid to, to to I was afraid that we would starve, so I started to cook. And meanwhile, I'm a very good cook, I must say. I'm the cook in in, in the house, and uh, I do quite a lot in the house. But like exactly what you just explained about uh, the situation of the most the of of the how they are, it was as if you were talking about my wife. <laughs> One hundred percent. She's well, it's you know, it's pick and span. It's it's so clean. The barn is so clean. And when she comes into the house, you know, when we have we are Dutch people, so we have wooden shoes. We we really have that. And Do you really? Yeah, yeah, we have. And she goes into the barn, and the barn. When we have visitors and everything, she said, "Oh, we have to clean the barn and the 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 other place, you know, where you clean the the, the, the horses in the barn." And it has to be incredibly clean. And then she goes into the house and she leaves the wooden shoes outside. But when you look into that, there is just a, a stack of hay inside of that. And she's running that into the house. And it's, it's, it's a mess. Yep. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, well, you might be a little lucky. In South Louisiana, it's not hay, it's mud. <laughs> we have mud, mud, mud all the time. Right now, it's kind of a rainy season, springtime, so uh, we just track mud all over the place. As a matter of fact, um, there was a two-for-one. The horse that took the fence out the other night also splashed in the mud and splashed it all over the car. So, uh, <laughs> oh, dear. so the car's full yeah. of mud, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it's the same way here. Jennifer could care less. She, she'll keep the barn spotless. But when it comes in the house, you know, throw the dirty clothes on the floor. And, and uh, it all smells like barn. Your whole house, of course, smells like stalls and, and muck and manure. Uh, because that, it just permeates the clothing. And then it gets in the house. And, and where does the clothing end up? But in the hamper, in the bedroom where you sleep. So that smells like horse all the time. Yeah, uh, and, and, yeah and then apart to that, slowly she changes also the whole interior of the house into into a barn in our place and also for instance all the paintings on the walls it's only horses and 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 pictures of of her on competition but also painting of horses uh, famous horses and very old horses and and we have little uh, bronze statues of horses and i only see horses and then we go to sleep and she puts on a pajama with uh, with bridles on it and uh, i have Toothbrush in 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 the shape of uh, of uh, a horseshoe, and you know it's yeah. It's and then what slowly... happens? When we we try to put up a single calendar, girl calendar with you know yes. tools or whatever <laughs> That's on the wall, right. and you know, no, that doesn't fit. <laughs> Now, I I will have to give my wife some uh, credit there because she will let me, like, hang a Hooters calendar on the wall. Um, (laughs) And and she actually bought me a Carrie Underwood three-foot-tall poster to hang above my desk that I had for a year above my desk of Carrie Underwood looking very provocative. So she does give me that little bit of space in my office where I can can (sighs) actually do what I want to do. My wife Uh, knows better than that. (laughs) (laughs) I've got no leash. I'm, I'm on a very short lead rope. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Man, oh, we have, Glenn, this Glenn, is before, yeah. before it, it leaves my mind, Glenn. Yeah. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier about uh, riding our wives' horses, our their show horses or their competition yes. horses. Kind of the way that I would I would put that into guy speak. It'd be the same thing if we would own a Porsche 911 Carrera S with a stick shift. And you would let the wife drive it, while while you were in the passenger seat. Yeah, that would probably while, be about while the same. She might have the capability to do it. You'd be extremely nervous while she was doing it. That is yeah. true. Yeah, that is true. That's true. That's but but on the other hand, I have to because uh, maybe to to add something to the positive uh, part that we started with. I have had I I had this when I just started riding, and that is about fifteen years ago. And I had the little lessons, and and she said you have to know the, the the steering wheel and the brakes, and and that's all. And then you can. But wait go. a minute, the steering wheel's not up front. That's what's confusing. <laughs> the steering wheel's down below in a lot of cases. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, but but um, that was a very, very easy and friendly horse. I have to say that. But she she taught me that, and and you know I'm also I'm also engineer, so I'm also a very technical guy, and I understand what she what she explains to me, and I do that. So and then I never forget we went out riding, and it was uh, on the morning of Christmas, the the twenty fifth, and it had there was snow everywhere, and we <clears throat> we went out, <clears throat> and it was very quiet, and we went out riding and. We saw all kind of uh, animals, deer, and uh, what do you call wild pigs we have here, and um, and they these animals were looking at us, and we were just trotting very, or walking very slowly, and and it was that was really fantastic, and then I said to her, well this is 
something I want to do. This is something I want to do again. So that's one of my most positive experiences. Mm-hmm. It's all my <laughs> that is fifteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, I think we all agree, and I know Rick well enough to know this too. That uh, if we're talking about positive experiences, we've all come to appreciate and and love the horses, um, and I think maybe we have done that out of necessity too. In that uh, we knew we had to, or we were going to be out the door. So, but you know, over the years, we get softer and softer, and we come to love them as as much as they do. And at one point, I actually owned more horses than my wife did. So, so there, I'm throwing it down. I'm throwing it down as a America's horse husband, and I actually owned more than she did at one point. Um, <laughs> but. But uh, one of the things about being a horse husband that I want to get to, and we have one more break to take here, and we'll come back, and and I want to talk about this. And there's a couple more things before we wrap up here today. One of the things is the secret credit cards, and I want to find out if you you know of any and if you've had that experience, and also the cost of being a horse husband. Regular listeners to the Stable Scoop show know that Helena and I just love Uncle Jimmy's and his fantastic line of products. His products have the highest quality ingredients, and that is why they have taken off like they have. Of course, it all started with Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls for use in the stalls, and then came squeezy buns. We know you need to reward your horse outside of the stall as well. That is why Uncle Jimmy developed Uncle Jimmy's squeezy buns. Squeezy buns are all natural and loaded with nutritional ingredients for your horse. Unlike similar products on the market, they are individually wrapped to preserve freshness and eliminate mess. With competitive pricing and Uncle Jimmy's quality guarantee, the Squeezy Buns promise to be a hit among horses and horse lovers alike. Learn more about all of Uncle Jimmy's products or to find a dealer, visit uncle-jimmys.com. That's uncle-jimmys.com. You know you're a horse husband when you've handled Uncle Jimmy's balls. All right, and we're back. You know, I got to say, guys, we owned a tax shop for a long time, and these women used to come in, and I'd be checking them out, and they would hand a credit card. And and if they knew that— Wait, wait, wait. You're checking out the women coming in the tax shop? Yes, well, both checking them out and checking them out, both, yes. Um, And when we were ringing them up, (laughs) um, they would would hand us the credit card, and they would say, oh, don't tell my husband about this one if, if if they knew that we knew the husband. Because they had secret credit cards for buying their horse stuff. So do yeah. you know, does Michelle have a secret credit card? Well, Glenn, uh, I kind of hate to disappoint you. There's not really going to be much of a story there. Actually, Michelle does not. Um, she That you know I mean, about. Since, since we know, since we own the farm, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and she runs it like a business, she's probably one of the more frugal people that I've ever met, but she will also account <clears> for every penny that we take in. Uh, there's a, a lot of people in the horse industry that, that don't do that, but, but she's one of the ones that will. Actually, if you're really going on the credit card side, it's probably more my fault than anything else because <clears throat> I'm the one that's going out and buying the treated lumber or the, the pipe to repair this or the seed to put down or the feed. But it's probably more of my fault for overrunning the credit cards than it is her. Wow, you might get some. You might you might not be on the couch tonight after she listens to this. <laughs> oh, I don't be so sure. I'm not done yet. <laughs> How about you, Menno? Is there such a thing as secret credit cards in uh, in Europe? Well, we have the, the 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 bad news is that that is this whole internet thing because you can buy everything by by internet today, and I mean really everything. And she's doing that, <laughs> and. Um, 
and really, and I'm not kidding, she's doing that every day. And <laughs> I, yeah, and I, I say, what? Well, and we have this other system that is like, uh, you know, like eBay that you can sell stuff yep. as well. Yeah. So there is, uh, you know, this horse. What I just explained, this horse. He has, uh, he is, he is hurting some somewhere in his back, and what is it? And you know, it's stupid details. But anyway, she she needs a new saddle, a saddle with air. You know, you know. The, I I don't know if you know these saddles. Yeah, yeah, yep. Air cushions and. Well, we buy that saddle. It cost about two and a half thousand uh, euros. Let's say three thousand dollars. And but it moves backwards, and nobody knows. So they have to, we have to buy all kind of accessories to keep it in place. And then, after all, it is not working, and we're buying the cheapest saddle that you can get, and it 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 fits perfect. <laughs> and I say so. That is great. What are we going to do with this uh, this terrible expense? Okay, we are selling this uh, on the internet, and she sells it for. Eight hundred dollars. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, and she's doing she's doing all that, and then suddenly she comes to me and says, "I have very good news. The saddle is sold." And then she has eight hundred dollars and says, "So now I can spend this eight hundred. Yeah, right. earn- <laughs> yeah. Yep. And that and that is and that is really no joke. That is how it's going every day. And I, I and. And but she's oh, you know her argument is always the horse. No, oh yes, his his back is hurting, and he needs covering for his feet, and and he needs another bridle, and that bridle is irritating him, and you know it's it's endless. endless. It, you're absolutely you know? right; it is endless. And and one of the things that happens too is they'll come to they'll come to us and say. Uh, you know, I just bought this, but I got such a great deal. I saved fifty percent. Yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, you know, they still spent two thousand dollars, but they saved fifty percent. Yeah. You know, Glenn, yeah. I, I think I might have said it last year, Glenn, but there's there's a saying out there that uh, a boat is the hole in the water into which you throw money. Well, the guy who made up that saying never had a horse. <laughs> I think that I could have been incredibly rich when I was married to, to my wife. No, I'm, no, I'm I'd, I'd, have, I'd have blown the money somewhere else. Yeah, I'd have blown it too. I'd have probably blown it too. I got to say that. Because I have something. But, um, but I have to say, in, in all honesty, that we are having incredibly much uh, fun together. And uh, we have everything that we need, you know. We're not very rich. And like I said, I'm working quite hard and we're spending all our money on this uh, this nonsense. But we're having very much fun. And, yeah. So, okay, so you that... That you know, one of the things, and what you, you wanted to bring, you want to take, you want to uh, bring up the good side there. One of the things that uh, I was going to ask is one of the final questions, and I think uh, I think you've just started answering it. Is and I thought about this the other day when we were preparing for this show. I thought, you know, if God forbid something happened to my wife, would I would I uh, want to go out with another horse girl? Would I have to pick another horsewoman? And you know what was the strange thing? Is my answer to myself was yes, I probably would. So I think you were just saying that too, Meno. Now that we're in yeah. this life, I, I can't see it being different than this. Yeah, I think I think you're you're right. And that is very strange indeed. And I well, I will have to talk to my shrink about this. But I think, I think <laughs> that's 
that's another book, Menno. <laughs> yeah, that's that is the third book, you know. No, but I think you're right because this has become a part of my life as well. You know, and and we are like all animals. We are uh, routine animals, you know, and we I when when I'm when we are on holidays, you know, this this four days a year that we find somebody <laughs> to, to, to look after our horses. And by the way, yeah. where every day you're on holiday, she's worried and calling back about the horses, right? Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, and then we go, we make we make all kind of wanderings, we we make nice tours, but every ten minutes she says, Hey, if we move to here then this horse could stand there and that could stand there and here we you know, she is it's all, but anyway, if we are out, then we, if we're on holidays, then after three days, I also miss this routine and I miss this, these animals because I really love the horses. We have one, now one fowl of our own, you know, fowl, our own breed. So uh, that is, that is very nice to, to, to have, uh, to see him grow and to see him doing his little, uh, work now starting to do it and he enjoys it and you know it's it's i and i like maybe in in contrary to you i like to 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 build things so repairing fences is is not my my worst uh, thing well now rick i know that uh, you um you guys just went through a tough time um and i i know that listeners to this show and to our morning show horses in the morning know we talk about Michelle and we've had her on the show several times and we know that uh you've had a horse uh one of the babies actually uh uh two going on three that uh got had colic had a couple of colic surgeries and then after a long struggle did not make it um so I ask you you've been through this tough time recently which tends to bring uh, you know husbands and wives horse husbands and horse wives together would do you see? Would you ever see yourself not being with a horse person again? Well, on the lighter side, let me ask this question: Does Carrie Underwood have horses? Well, you know, I think where Carrie Underwood's involved, that's an exception every time. Uh, you know, my wife and I still have that list that that five people that that are on that list. You know what I'm talking about? That list that if you ever had the chance, you have permission. Um, and Carrie Underwood is on the top of my list. So I think we can exclude Carrie Underwood from that um, and just say she's definitely the exception. Well, you know, getting back, I guess, to your original question, you know, it, it, it's been a roller coaster of a ride. You know, your original question, you sort of asked about, uh, you know, what is the best thing you can have at the barn? For me, uh, what I typically see, and I'll get mushy here for a minute, you know, there there is a horse-human relationship that is formed. Uh, and for me, uh, one of the most rewarding things I see is how, watching Michelle help people strengthen that relationship. You know, if there's something that's there that the horse is not doing right or the person is not doing right or something is not going right, you know, she can intervene and get in there and help people strengthen that relationship and for me at the end of the day watching that rider be able to have a better relationship with the horse is kind of what it's worth uh, worth all the heartache and everything you go through Um, that makes it even more difficult with what we just went through with sprite Um, as you mentioned sprite was uh, turning three Uh, we planned her uh, we actually had her bred Uh, she was part cleveland bay which is uh, people probably know is a very rare breed uh, we picked out her stud from Ridgemore Farms up in Tennessee and had the semen flown down and 
artificially inseminated our part bred Cleveland Bay and then had the embryo flushed and put into a surrogate mare who carried it to term and uh, Sprite was born on our property. Um, kind of a surprise with all the plans and everything else we had in place. We showed up one morning and then bam, there she is on the ground. Um, and he'll pretty much hit the ground running and was very, very cute, very uh, inquisitive, very much a different personality. And everybody that met her fell in love with her. And um, as you mentioned, uh, things were coming along. Uh, she's very promising. Michelle spent a lot of time working with her and training her. And we're really starting to get to the point where we're hoping this year to be able to show her some in hand and move her around. And she had just gotten started on the saddle. And uh, Christmas Day, um, she started showing signs of colic. And uh, we brought her in, and uh, they did surgery eventually. And uh, fortunately, they didn't have to do any resections. Uh, they were able to manually manipulate it out and sewed her back up. And, okay, we, we, we got through that one. Everything is fine. Now we just need to get on the road to recovery. Well, if anybody that's had colic surgery or dealt with that before, uh, you do know that you've got to spend a lot more time with your animal. They have to be hand-grazed. They have to be kept inside. So Michelle committed herself. The farm committed itself. Everybody committed itself to getting Sprite better. And a month later, she colicked again, brought her back in. Uh, this time it was adhesions uh, from the first surgery that caused it. Um, they had to do a resection. They put her back together, sewed her back up, and, okay, we got through that one, and we'll get better. And then here just a couple of weeks ago, she colicked again. And at that point, we had to make the difficult decision because the vets were telling us that, uh, you know, they, they could fix her, but it's just going to occur again. And so we had to make that difficult decision to, to let her go. And, uh, you know, we're still going through the grieving process, but I can also tell you that the horse community and the friends that we have and the people that, you know, even listeners, people that uh, listen to Stable Scoop and the morning show and, you know, we've just gotten nothing but well wishes from everybody and uh, everybody at the farm, uh, the cards, the flowers, the, you know, just the hugs. You know, it's just going to take time and it's, it's a hard thing to do because that bond that I talked about earlier um, that you form with the horses is something that is extremely unique. And uh, for Michelle and I, you know, we don't have kids, so, you know, our horses are sort of like our children. So uh, it's extremely difficult. But... You know, at the end of the day, you know, there's got to be downs with the ups, and that's one of the things that we as horse owners understand. I mean, anybody that owns animals, period, you own a dog. Uh, you know, 10, 15 years is going to be the max life you get out of them. Horses, 20 or 30 years. You know, they are going to pass. That You are going to outlive them. But, uh, you know, in the end, would I trade it for anything else? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, I think that's the answer. I think there we've all said it. You know, we married into it not knowing what we were getting into, being super naive as uh, horse boyfriends and then horse husbands. And here in the end, we wouldn't leave it. So I, I can't think of a better way, actually, to end the show. I will say that uh, you can find Menno's book, Women Are From Venus and So Are Their Horses, A Grown Man's Musings on the Opposite Sex in the Saddle. And that's uh, you can find that on Amazon over here. It's very easy to get, and it's worth taking a read. If you want to get your husband something uh, for his birthday or for Christmas coming up this year that he will certainly appreciate, then you want to get it, you want to get him this book. Um, Menno, you did a great job. I, get, I applaud you. What a great book. Thank you. Thank you very much. There's a second one coming up, uh, by the way. And what's the second one? Same, same, uh, same <clears throat> vein? 
No, no, the same. Yeah, it's the same theme, but it's uh, the first. The first book are actually columns that I uh, wrote for a magazine here, and the second one is is uh, an, a book which is an entire story about the uh, the 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 horse that we uh, bred ourselves. Okay. Fall. Yep. And it, it looks very much like the story that Rick uh, um, just told, um, with the difference that um, until now everything went well, but we have had incredible problems with that uh, with that horse, and we went to and we went to 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 twenty five uh, different uh, therapists, you know, uh, veterinaries, but also magicians and uh, all kind of natural healers and. It's incredible what people all, all uh, find out to do for your horse, and they what what they charge. You know, <laughs> you can you can send you can send an email with a picture of your horse, and then there is a man who is putting then diamond stones. He prints it out, putting diamond stones on that picture, and then he charges you two hundred dollars to do that. And <laughs> well, he has to buy the know, diamond somehow, Meno. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but, but we had. To... At the end of the day, you'll spend whatever you need to spend. You'll throw the checkbook in the fire just to be able we, to keep that relationship we, going. Yep, exactly, exactly Rick. Right. And that is what we did. And I, I really, I wrote a book about only that because we have, we have been in really without. No, it's it's really the 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 truth. We have been at at least fifteen different therapists, and the first one told it, which was a, a university clinic. They told us that we better could let this horse go because there was no chance for healing. And now, you, today, my wife was riding it, and and the horse is perfectly alright and uh, and feeling well. But it's it's amazing what what also in this field, in this medical field, what 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 you can can what ha- what's happening. You know, that's that's. But that will be the, that's the second right, book. Well, it's well, released in Holland, and it will be released in maybe a year or so in. Uh, in the United States well, as well. Will you let me know when it's released in the United States and we'll have you back on the show? Absolutely. All Absolutely. Right. Great. That'll be terrific. And of course, you can find Rick's place. It's Wright Lead Equestrian Center at rightlead.com, and that's in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And uh, Jennifer and I were just talking the other day that we have to set a date and we have to get down there to see you guys. So, well, ma'am, brought yourself down here. Yeah, and, and you know what, Menno? I got to tell you, Rick is one of the best cooks you're ever going to meet. So we're. I, oh. I, I'm looking forward to going down and just eating. And uh, those guys can go play horses. We'll go down to. We'll take a ride down to the city and uh, oh, New Orleans, and we'll let them play horses, and we'll just go eat our way through and drink our way through. Um, that is through New Orleans. <laughs> Uh, We can definitely do that. You just missed Mardi Gras. I know, and I've never been to Mardi Gras either. i got to do that one of these days. Uh, Well, thank you, you guys. I appreciate you being on. And remember, you can find all of the shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Helene and I will be back next week together doing a show again. And uh, it's been fun, guys. Thank you for being with me on the third annual Horse Husbands episode. And we actually got a little squishy. I think our, our pride must be a little hurt here today. Well, there was only three of us, not four of us this year. That's true. That's we true. were a guy down. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. I, I enjoyed Bye. it very much, uh, Glenn, very much. Uh, thanks a lot.